Oh, is it gone? Yeah, I've got it recording. It's been 10 seconds. Alrighty. Welcome to the Nerdtastic 4 Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Desmond. And Rose might be joining us shortly. We're trying to get her on Skype and it's not working because Skype is stupid. Yep. And we, we get a late start and things. And yeah. She's under the weather. Of, so. Yeah. And she's sick. And I was 30 minutes late. And it's just been a great day. So man. we're trying to figure out what's going It's a going. great start to my four-day vacation. But in the meanwhile. In the meantime while. I think we're just going to go to it. Yeah. We're just going to go straight into the topic. This week. We're going to be casting the Disney My Little Pony <laughs> the live little action pony, live movie. Action film. Uh, no. Terry Crews as everyone. All of them. All Except of the for horses. The Rock, who will play one. And Nicolas Cage is one of them, too. Yeah, see, and we're seeing all of them in one of the. We don't know the names. I think yep. one's called uh, Applejack. Okay. That's a cereal, though, so maybe it's not. I have no idea. It's Applejack. So, is it Applejack's? Pretty sure. Apple, you know, Applejack is a drink, so. Oh, it is. Ooh. Yeah. Some Applejack. You got any on that liquor <laughs> no, shelf? No, I don't. I got vodka and stuff. What a uh, damn shame. So, what we're really going to do this week is cast Disney's X Men. That's, that's what the logo will say Disney's X Men. I think it'll say Marvel's <sighs> Amazing X Men or Uncanny X Men. That's I'm something I hadn't even thought about, that it would probably be called something different, just like how Spider-Man, yeah. when they rebooted Spider-Man the first time, and it was Amazing Spider-Man, and now it's just Spider-Man subtitles. Yeah. And they're big into subtitles. I mean, that's Disney's thing. You they've done it with the Star Wars. Uncanny X-Men. And they've done it with uh, MCU. I think Uncanny X-Men would be fantastic. I'm hoping so. I really like the X-Men 92 kind of vibe. Um, so we, we took two different approaches here. So you're ending up with, okay. uh, with a good show, even though we're missing part of ours. It would be better yeah. with the other two, but it is what it is. Yeah. Kern could make it generally. So we're, we're still holding out hope for Rose, but, we are. uh, we're Kern trying to on get the other hand said he couldn't make it. So. Yeah. Uh, now I can go over my casting extremely quickly. Well, but very but easy. it's, it's quick on the casting. I think the back the dis- end's going to be. Let's a go ahead. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and um, jump into it. We're two minutes into this thing. Let's... Basically Desmond's pitch will be <laughs> at the same time, you know, his own ideas and also explaining why I'm wrong. So, <laughs> uh, my casting is just leave everybody, like keep all of the same cast. I think um, people have reboot fatigue. I think people, um, despite like, you know, Metacritic scores for like the last couple X-Men movies, aside from Logan, obviously. um, I think people are attached to some of these characters, if not all of them. I think that, especially Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, which is probably the only one Desmond agrees we should keep. But that's because (laughs) my my reasoning with Deadpool, specifically Uh Cable and Colossus and... And Negasonic Teenage Warhead is that they exist outside that X-Men universe anyway. Mm, right, they have not yeah. been tied to that universe yet. Now, Deadpool 2 is still coming. And uh, Dark, bigger... the Dark Phoenix Saga 2, or Dark Phoenix Saga corrected a version, Renegade yeah. edition is coming out. Yeah. That that could fix some of these things. There may be it's some. possible. But I have problems with, with what you said. Generally, let me just state this. <laughs> I get what you're saying about the reboots. I agree. However, I feel like people are going to be more confused when you're like, oh, no, they're just part of this now. 
Okay. Because that timeline is so jacked up, bro. Okay. Like, yeah. Okay. So here's here's the way I see it working in my head. Doctor Strange, maybe even in Infinity Wars or whatever the second one's called. I assume that the second one, the reason that they haven't actually given it a, a name, because it was Infinity Wars Part 2, and they said, no, never mind, it's something else. I genuinely think it's because the name would spoil something that's going to happen in Infinity Wars. That's just an aside. Probably. But I think in one of those movies, what would make sense to me is Doctor Strange uh, opens a portal, basically, to Earth in a alternate reality and it could be basically for all intents and purposes the fox universe sure and either he brings in all of the superhuman people from that world to ours to help the fight or the superhero people from our world escape into the fox reality and that's what just kind of brings everything together and i there's a part of me that's like, that's lazy. But I just feel like, um, I mean, I can point out like really obvious ones. Like if they recast Wolverine, everybody loves Hugh Jackman. He is getting older. And Logan, you know, I think is a really good note to go out on as Wolverine. But I think like recasting Wolverine, recasting a lot of the characters. Because like they, they basically recast most of them whenever they did first class. And they went back in time, and then they reset the timeline. And now I don't even know what year it is. And like, right? But the apocalypse. problem is that cast is also going to be five movies deep by the time they hit the MCU. <laughs> no, I know, but I also think what they'll do is they'll take the same approach with it that they've done with the Avengers movies because we've only had two Avengers movies. We're about to get a third one. I think that they'll make it where, just like how we got three Wolverine movies, I think they'll focus on solo adventures of some of the X-Men and then bring them in the Avengers movies. So it won't be so much like, oh, we're going to get this entire cast again for another movie. I think they could do solo stuff like what they did with Wolverine and like what they're doing now with Deadpool. Yeah. And I think that's what would help, you know, seeing the same like 25 characters in every movie, I feel like is too much. I feel like if we had just a Magneto movie or we had... You know, hopefully, we still get the Cyclops, not Cyclops, the uh, Gambit movie. Yeah, it's still in the books. Yeah. yeah. They have, they have, they I don't have, know how much Disney's going to change that. Well, but all these things with Fox, like all these things, they, there's a big discussion about it. All of the orders are still go. Still like, go, yeah. Well, because they also said it's going to take like a year and a half for them to actually fully transition to be Disney properties. And that's part of the reason why I think that, like, I... I can see where you're going with the ease of this and how it would work and that the reception would be better because Marvel's at the helm. Because I also feel like the main reason people have a problem with Apocalypse or they have a problem... I mean, Olivia Munn was in Apocalypse, so that's a huge downer. But uh, I've gone on the record as saying that. I, I know, Olivia I know, Munn. I guess. So, um, but my thing is, I feel like the real reason people don't like some of the X-Men movies is because of the story. Especially if you look at the three Wolverine movies... The first two, blech. and it wasn't because of the casting. The casting in both those movies, good. Stories, eh. And then it was proven with the third one, casting great, really fucking good story. So it was super well received. And I feel like with Disney, with you know a Disney story, with these characters, 
would be way better received. They could probably put Spider-Man in the next one movie and it makes sense. They could put Hulk in the next one movie. They could do these. It wouldn't even be considered a crossover at that point since it's all in the same universe. But they could like bring characters in and it would just... I feel like that just makes more sense to me. The the issues that I, I have with this generally is while I don't think it's too much of a problem, uh-huh. I do see the age discrepancy between the X-Men cast and the Avengers cast causing a little bit of friction. Right. Because they're all still fairly young, and I'm not saying you need to jump them up a whole lot, but when we get to my casting, I, you'll see that I kind of went up a few years. Now, maybe not the actors' real ages, but as far as... Where they're at, which I get the real right. actors could jump a few years anyway, whatever it right, is. Right, right. We don't even know what year we're in anyway. Yeah. My main concern is that uh, I, the two people that I think now that Jackman's gone that are best cast are Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. The problem is they're both ancient. And they I are. say that with all respect. I just mean in the longevity of having a 20-year franchise, you're not keeping them <laughs> for 20 years. Yeah, very true. I think that's a big problem because that's the Professor X that people want. No one's paying to see McAvoy with the bald that's head. True. Um, but I mean, he's good. He's good. He's f- he's fine. I think that young Magneto. What's Michael Fassbender? I think Fassbender's great as Magneto. He is, but I I also feel like he's not going to be menacing enough. In the age range, you need to age him. You need to age all of them a little bit. He's not quite old enough to pose a threat to um, to Tony Stark that's fifty years old. Like Tony Stark's, like because he's know. not World War Two Magneto anymore. McKellen, yes, he's aged. He's got wisdom. He's been through the game. He knows what's up. Mm. But Fastbender, toe to toe with Robert Downey Jr., there's not a whole lot of gravitas that he just throws into Tony that way. This is a sidebar, because this is one of those things that confuses the shit out of me. When they went back and did First Class, mm-hmm. the idea was that this was not just in the past, but like they were casting people that were supposed to be young versions of yes. characters we've already seen. But I feel like we're now in modern day and the they're still the same and age. And it's the young people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. And then they jump forward with Logan, and it is still Patrick Stewart. I'm like, okay. So yeah, I mean, here's the hard bite: is that apparently in like 30 years, you age from bald James McAvoy to uh, Patrick Stewart in Logan. Like that's the time yeah. frame is like maybe 40 years. Even then, that's a hard 40 years. Yeah, I, I think there's too many problems with that, and you keeping the cast around. There's too many problems with the X Men universe as it is. I think to throw them into the problem of melding with the MCU as it is. Yeah, that's my complaint. Is not that the casting's wrong. I would keep a lot of those actors if I could. But the I, problem is, you either keep all of them or recast all of them. You got to. And that's, and that's why problem. it's okay to recast, or that's why it's okay to keep Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool because he's. It's implied that he's in that universe, sort of like the Marvel Netflix shows. Right. It's implied that they're in the same universe as Avengers. But, like, if Daredevil showed up in um, Infinity War and it was a different actor, most people wouldn't care. It, it, right. But the but the point being, I mean, we, they do that with The Flash. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not weird. Superman does it. Look, the problem I have is with the big screen universe is the X-Men go in there. On this take... Since I'm casting this as a movie, but my honest take is, 
It should be a TV series. Mm. X-Men should be a TV series. Disney is getting ready to load their own to make their own streaming service. Ooh, Hear me right point. now. Star Wars, The Old Republic, and X-Men. Yeah. You launch those TV shows, I guarantee you get subscribers. A live, a live action X-Men series. Mm-hmm. That was like, even if it was just like the 13 episode seasons. Right. No, no, that's all it is. Like, you make a Netflix series on your own. Hour-long episodes. On your own deal. And it's all just adaptations of stories from the Yeah, cartoon? just take an art. Or just take <laughs> an art from the comics, which, I mean, is what they did the Night of the Sentinels thing. Yeah. Take take it, throw it in there, make it fine. And you can play with the cast. When, when you have a 12-hour series, you can get a lot more cast members in there. You're talking about one series is the length of the MCU to date. Yeah. So I, anyway, I I think that would that's the smart move. I hope that's what they do. But I'm gonna pretend that they're not. We're pretending for the sake of argument here that they're gonna go ahead and cast this as a movie. That they want to bring these guys into the MCU, and that's why they got them. Right. Because I mean, Fox could have done this the whole time too, and they haven't. They've made movies, so that's apparently where these brands value these characters. That's where they think. Um. So, I, I don't know where you fall in that line of thought. But for me, I guess if they have value on the big screen more than they do on the small screen, mm. that's fine. I think things change once Disney launches their streaming. Yeah. And let's be honest. The reason that they haven't launched the streaming yet was they didn't have these rights. Yeah. And the rights, I mean, isn't... Well, one is Marvel. They want all of Marvel. But they also got all the Star shows, Wars. Yeah, all the Star Wars stuff. Because they didn't have the, any of the, the former Star Wars stuff that right. came out under Fox. Fox still had that. Yeah. So they got some of it and they got the IP and they got, but they didn't get, you know, the whole shebang. It's, but now, 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 have they have, it. now they have all of it so they can do whatever the hell they want. Yep. Um, anyway, continue on your, 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 you said, so they would just merge universes, which happens in comics all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm reading, I'm rereading House of M right now. And that's like the whole point is uh, Scarlet Witch has a mental yeah. break, merges, uses her powers, go berserk. She merges all the universes and they yeah. create the House of M universe. And of course, you know, like it happens all the time uh, where the universes collide, singularities, yeah. whatever. And I feel like too, what else would work with this or the reason that it would work really well is you think about um, a lot of people are assuming and it's kind of implied that like, a lot of the Avengers are going to die in Infinity War. So what you do is, in Infinity Wars 2 or whatever the hell it's going to be called, they all end up, it's like, well, humanity's wiped out. There's like four of us left. And Doctor Strange is like, I know somewhere we can go. He opens a hole. The living Avengers go to this other place. And in this other place, you know, let's say Iron Man, Captain America... Um, uh, I don't know, Hulk. Let's say the three of them die. Um, and all the Guardians of the Galaxy die. Okay. And they go into this hole. And then they're in just, it just looks like they just are back in New York and everything's fine. There's like the confusion. They're like, why is it that, um... This seems like nothing happened, like because like they don't they're not used to the idea of just going to a different universe. Doctor Strange is like the only one that's kind of like he gets it. So they're there. Um, 
And then uh, Bruce Banner in this universe detected this anomaly. So new casting for Iron Man, Hulk, and Captain America all go to this anomaly to find out what it is. I, I do like. So I then do they like have them recasted, idea. but in this universe. So it's like the Illuminati, which is like the smartest people: Reed Richards, Tony Stark, all the smart guys from yeah. Professor X, Doctor Strange, all the smart guys. Or like, oh no, we've detected this disturbance in the yeah. force. Let's yeah. go check it out. I like that. It's clean. Uh, I didn't take into the account that you could recast the Avengers by doing the twist that you're doing. That is right. a benefit because... Because I, I feel like they're going to. I feel like you need I feel to. like them dying. I feel like it, they're definitely going to die. And we're going to get a new X-Men. And the way I... Or we're going to get some new... Some of the Avengers replaced. And they're not going to... We're not going to get like a new origin story. So it won't be like a full reboot. It'll be like a soft reboot where it's just, oh, there's going to be, you know, we might get, we might even get like the, um, a black chick is Iron Man. Like they did. Oh, reboot, yeah. Like who knows what they're going to do. I just feel like that would make a lot of sense for them to be like, okay, this is the end of these characters. So the way that we reboot them instead of just like, okay, well, somebody else that's really smart and rich will now be Iron Man. I think Iron Man's kind of a hard one because Iron Man is probably, of all the characters, the title of Iron Man's probably changed the least in Marvel. Right. That's that's a, that's a corner I have thought that they've worked themselves into. Like, all the other characters at one point or another, outside the X-Men, obviously, because they are mutants, they actually are the power. Right. When it comes to superheroes, their, their titles change a lot. Like, Luke Cage, no, obviously. Captain America, though, does. Like, uh... Sam Wilson's Captain America, Bucky's right. Captain America. See, People, uh, that'd be interesting too. Is if, um, like I said, they all show up to this anomaly to find out what's going on. They see these Avengers. They might even kind of recognize them. Like, oh, we have, we already have somebody yeah. like you and all this stuff. But what happens is Iron Man is like kind of to the side. Like he isn't at the head for some reason, and he's kind of off to the side, and he's in his full suit, and he's quiet the whole time. So you see, like, oh, okay, so this is the, like, it could even just be, um, uh, like, Bucky and Captain America die in our universe when they go through Bucky's Captain America in that universe. So it's like, it's not even a brand new actor, it's just somebody switched roles. Yeah, Sebastian Shaw's now. And, yeah, and then you see, like, uh, Edward Norton is, uh... Oh, God, I, I quit, <laughs> I quit right there. Uh, no, but it's like somebody else's Bruce Banner, right? And then like there's the Fantastic Four there, and then Iron Man when he finally like steps up to say something, when his mask opens, it's just Robert Downey Jr. So like it's just, he's the one that's the same in both universes. That's generally like something like that's usually what happens. Yeah, I think it's like actually, a lot of people uh, are. Ra- Rachel Summers is one of those yeah. people. She's like a unique individual. Uh, so like when she even when universes vert. It's just a different version of her. It's still her. It's not right. a complete change. Like, there's universes yeah. where, like, uh, there's a male Psylocke. I'm going to House of M stuff because right. I read it today. I'm sorry. Guys. Oh, okay. I know more than that. But <laughs> uh, my head's there because I was reading, like, I was reading a few issues before we did this. Um, no, I, I think that's a smart idea that you can recast. See, that's the benefit you get is you can recast both sides now. Oh, yeah. That's definitely, I think, your strongest point. I didn't think of that. <laughs> And that definitely the strongest point is going, yeah. well, but you kill off all these characters. Because I don't know if you know this, but Infinity, uh, when the Infinity Gems come up, the Infinity Stones, in, in the Infinity Saga, the Gauntlet, um, 
That's what Thanos does. Like he's trying to impress Lady Death, the personification of uh, Death. He just wipes out half the universe. So it makes total sense that you could deal with them. Also, you could just beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah. And they could die trying to win. Uh, of course, we haven't seen Adam Warlock. We haven't seen uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like, I feel like in this new universe, the Avengers could be completely different superheroes. So it might not even be that they replace Hulk or anybody like that. Like, it could just be a different set of superheroes completely. I don't know. Um, no, no, I get what One you're saying. One of the X-Men could even be in the new... Well, they do that. Because the whole thing is, like like I said, it's going to take a year and a half. So, like, I don't think there'll be any X-Men things no. well, I think, in, I think in it, Infinity War I one. think saying that the whole thing will take that long is different than saying that if they find, if they know who they're casting, because I'm sure they had some people slotted. Right, 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 right. They'll make an appearance at some point. Yeah. And they could totally reuse somebody. Just that a bit part somewhere back, they could still show up. I feel like if they do do something with X-Men or with any of the new properties they just got, it'll be just a post-credit scene. Because I feel like... Oh, yeah. Because they fin- I feel like they, they're done shooting Infinity War. If there's something extra, it'll be for... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I think that scene. they'll show up like in Captain Marvel. I think they might show up in the post-credits. I, I can see that. That's for sure. But I think that, like Deadpool 2 could still sneak somebody in in the post-credits. Mm. Or he could say something. Is Deadpool 2 before Infinity War? Uh, I don't know when. Was it Valentine's Day usually? I guess. Is, is it the last February? One? God, that sounds crazy. I don't think it is. It doesn't sound right at all. Think, but I guess. Uh, I think it is. But anyway, uh, I, I want, I'm going to pitch my alternate okay. uh, idea, which is recast the shit out of it. Go ahead. I'll tell you how wrong you are. Well, the reason I say recast the shit out of it mm-hmm. is. Uh, that I think June. There's so Deadpool two is right after. There's too many, which is time to tie two stingers on. Yeah, true. I think the problem is there's too many questions about the X Men and about merging them. I think the thing to do is not to do a, a hard reboot in the sense of make an origin story, start from scratch. Everything. The thing I liked about the original X Men, the reason why I think it worked, was the fact that it launched in with X Men that were already established. Right. These people had already been X-Men. They'd already had the suits. They'd already been, you know, what battles they've been through, but they've definitely been through battles. They've definitely done things. Yeah. I think the confusing part was seeing these guys start, and you're like, but wait a minute, weren't they this old and they did this? And you run into that, this timeline. So are these guys from the 80s now that Doctor Strange opened a portal to? And then you have questions like, what happens with the Quicksilver Scarlet? Which which isn't a big thing, because we're missing one each, so it's perfect. Yeah, that's the thing. The Quicksilver and And we get the good Quicksilver, and we... Get it? That that's fine. I could see it happening. It it's true, sure. And there's ways to make that work. There's plenty of story arcs, like I said, where universes collide and worlds pick a number, they they merge. Right. But I think for me, the thing to do is to recast it, have them join the MCU in bits and pieces, and eventually merge into. So they show up in the standalone. So like Black Panther two, Storm shows up. Okay. Now, you've already introduced all of them, like maybe in the stingers or maybe in the background. Right. The X-Men are there in a photo, so you see them and you know how who you can tell who's who and they're in costume. Right. And yeah. They're maybe in their old costume, the old school, original Silver Age costumes and stuff, so you know who they are. They've yeah. been around for a little bit. Uh, where have they been? Why haven't they shown up in this universe is going to, of course, be a question. Right. But I think you have more of maybe, it, maybe even it's just 
mutants don't get involved. Nick Fury's been behind the shield, has kept them secret because they need them to do right. their own thing. They need to keep them. They were the last line of defense. The right. Avengers aren't the last line of defense. Right. They're the last line of government defense. Xavier has his own. He's kept them shielded mentally, whatever makes them. I mean, it's. I think you have the same hurdle introducing the, the new ones as you do merging the universes as they are. The real complicated thing with um, trying to be like, oh, they've been here. They've just been hidden away or whatever. Is that there have been so many huge public government things like everybody knows about. Like everybody knows that the mutants have been like perceived as an enemy by some people or like, you know, Magneto thinks that. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. But but if you merge your universe, you get rid of that problem. I see that. What I'm saying is if you introduce them, we get a clean slate. If we introduce them, we get a clean slate. So this stuff happened years ago. Oh, okay. Years ago. Yeah. It happened in the 80s, and it's been that long, and no one's thought about it. The mutants are gone. What happened? Professor X wiped the world. I don't give a shit. You come up with some. I think the merging of the universe is just hard. If you reboot it from scratch and introduce them, maybe they're starting out. I just don't want to see a bunch of kids again. I don't think that's the way to do it. That was right. one of the problems I had. I like the introduced people. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and get to my casting, and yeah. I'm gonna—I want to hit the biggest one first. This first one we have talked about, and I, I'm totally fine with it. You have to bring in Wolverine. Okay, Wolverine's already missing, so both universes merge, unless Jackman comes back, and even then, ten years, which is—I mean, the Marvel time is like three movies, even though he can make a million cameos. Yeah. I, I, and he's not interested, and in, I mean, he's been doing the role for a long time. He—he—he he, he already did his swung song. Right. He's happy with it. We're happy with it. I really leave hope it. he's in Deadpool too. Leave it alone. Well, I mean, but but my point is, leave <laughs> yeah. it alone. He doesn't need to be reintroduced right. just to to sell. Like that's milking. That's, that's beating a dead horse. Yeah, for sure. So my pick to play the new Wolverine is Scott Eastwood. Uh, Scott Eastwood is Clint Eastwood's son. Yes. Of course. And if you've never thought that Wolverine doesn't look a little bit like Dirty Harry when he gets angry, but just <laughs> right. like a bulked up Dirty Harry, yeah. that's what this kid is. And I say kid, he's a year younger than me. Oh, Jesus but he's Christ. been in he was in Suicide Squad, but he was like a platoon leader that didn't really have a part. He had right. a few lines. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a guy that detonates the bomb underneath that doesn't really yeah, work out. I still need to watch that. He movie. was in Fast Aid. He's been in other stuff. He, he's yeah. a good actor. He's a solid enough actor. Yeah. Uh, the thing that sells me is the look. He has the look. He has the beard. He has the face, the scowl. He's got the build. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, he can bulk up. Jackman had to. Right, yeah. Uh, now, he's 5'11", which, again, people always bitch that Wolverine's supposed to be a short guy. And I get it. He is. But at 5'11", he's still like three and a half inches shorter than you, Jackman. Yeah. So I think we, we, we help some there. Yeah. Plus, sure. he's a capable actor. He's young. At 31, He that's how I think that's how old Jackman was. Probably, in yeah. In 2000. I was like, yeah. And so we get another 20 years out of this guy. He can do just as much as Jackman did. Yeah, and, he, and he's probably call. got just as much skill coming into it as mm-hmm. Jackman did at the same time. So I right. think on par, the casting level, is he able to pull it off? I think he's as much a variable as Jackman was when he got the role. Right. And he's a big enough name that people recognize. Like, you see him, you recognize him, but he's not so much that he's going to take you out of the movie. He's not so much that he's just a star brand. Very true. Um, because I do think you need some star power. And that brings me to Professor X. <laughs> And oh, my, man, he looks perfect in that picture that you have there. <laughs> Professor X is Jude Law. Here's uh, the problem. Yeah. 
Jude Law is in Captain Marvel. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Okay, there were some things I had to do. But Captain Marvel, here's the thing I have. Maybe to do. he's... Here's the thing. Maybe he's Ca- Professor Ca- X. Is Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel wrapped? I don't think Captain Marvel's wrapped. No, it hasn't. So if we can replace Kevin Spacey with Christopher Plummer, and he can get in a Golden two, Globe... In two months. And he can get a Golden Globe <laughs> nomination, we can do this. Because if you see the photo I'm looking at right here, a 45-year-old Jod Lou, and I'm... Uh, I'm Jod Lou. Yeah. Jod Lou. Jude Law is Jude perfect. I mean, I got a Law. picture of him here. He's bald. And Chris is not lying to you. He looks perfect. I think he's the perfect age. He's a good 15 years older than the rest of the cast. That makes him old enough to have done some stuff. Yeah. And to be leading the X-Men. And he's got the gravitas to pull off that row. He's he's a proven actor. He's yeah. got the chops. People want to see him. He's an A-list. He's an A-lister. Yeah. He definitely looks like it. I mean, the dude puts his hand to his temple and says, to me, my X-Men, I'm sold. Um, and, and you're right. There's some actors I really want to cast in things that are already in movies. Right. And it kills me. But uh, Jude Law being Professor X, I just don't think there's a better choice. Uh, I will say this. If you've ever seen, was it Star Trek Nemesis with Tom Hardy playing young Patrick Stewart? It works. But I don't think that Tom Hardy is the same kid and as thin and as lean as he was then. He's a bulky, big, burly dude now. I don't think he pulls it off. I can't get behind. Uh, I can't get behind that. Plus, I think he's a waste being Professor X. That's not his real type of role. Yeah, I'd rather see him be a villain and crazy and allowed to go out. Right. Um, then, then we have my my least favorite leader of the X Men, Cyclops. Cyclops here would be played by Richard Madden, who is Rob Stark. For those that don't know from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I think he has the perfect hair. He's got good eyes. He's got the perfect jawline. He's just a, he he's a classic really Cyclops, leading yeah. man. He's he's been in serious things. He 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 knows what he's doing. I mean, the hair sells me on it. The face sells me on it. He's got the body to be Cyclops. He's got the acting ability to be Cyclops. I think it's good. I mean, honestly, James Ma- uh, what's his name? James Madsen Marsden Marsden uh, was great. I actually like him a lot, but yeah. I don't think you can bring him back. That's just way too confusing. Yeah. Um, so it skipped out in it. Um, now, for Jean Grey, I picked the girl from Blade Runner 2049, Anna Uh I think that she's attractive enough. I think with the red hair, she looks perfect in the role. Yeah, she would be good. And she can act. She's in War Dogs. She was in Blade Runner. She's She knows what she's doing enough to carry this kind of film, the tone that I would think that they would want, which I think... X-Men is going to be a little more low-key than the Marvel Universe, I would hope, because that buys them. You get the regular Marvel movies, a little mm-hmm. more upbeat, funny. You get the X-Men a little more somber, a little more serious. Right, yeah. Um, now, for Storm. I'm really torn on how to cast Storm, because there's a lot of people I like. Um, but... Um, Chris is looking at the photo, yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to figure. Yeah. out. I went with uh, Janelle Monae. Yeah, uh, I love Janelle Monae. She's amazing, as it is. Uh, she's the right age. She's thirty-two, so she's a year or two younger than the rest of the cast. That's perfect because I always think Storm's a little bit older. Yeah, uh, she's been in Hidden Fing- uh, Hidden Fingers. Hidden Hidden Fingers. <laughs> That's not the movie. I've seen so many people <laughs> accidentally tweet Hidden Fingers. Hidden about Fingers in uh, Moonlight. So those are both, you know, highbrow films. As mm-hmm. far as academies and awards and globes and everything, yeah. uh, she's not exactly the look I had imagined, but I think if you go punk rock storm, she is. 
Right. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. definitely are sold on a, a, a solid version of Storm. But as far as acting ability, she can act the shit out of things. Right. Her in Hidden Figures is amazing. Uh, she's a singer. So that's interesting, but that doesn't really play into you know role. But right. it it just opens up more doors. She's a performer. She knows what she's doing. She can really sell that role. And she's always outlandish. Like, these are the most tame pictures I can find <laughs> of her. Yeah. And uh, she would be good. I think, I think, I'm not saying that she's perfect. She's my, one of my mm, castings. Yeah. But I really like Janelle Monet as being Storm. Oh, yes. What just, just really quickly. Uh, I was thinking, whenever, whenever you're showing um, Professor X. Yes. I, immediately, because when I, I only, when I only saw like the top half of his face, I thought it was this actor. Oh, let and me. And I was like, oh, this guy would be a good Professor X. Who is it? Billy Zane. Billy Zane. Billy Zane is amazing in everything. I'm a Billy Zane fanatic. He was the Phantom, and that movie was good. Fight me. It's all right. I uh, think he'd be a good Professor X. Plus, he has eyebrows that look like triangles. <laughs> anyway. Which is just like the comic. So, uh, for Rogue Alexandra Daddario, perfect. She would be so good as Oh, Rogue. I think you give her the white streaks, and she's. She's in it. She already has eyes that look the wrong color. <laughs> yeah. No, she's already she's already done it. She's got the body for it. She's been in Percy Jackson. Yeah. She's got the right She attitude. was in the fantastic film this year, Baywatch. Yeah. I love Baywatch. No, I'm saying. No one else did. She's perfect. I think Baywatch she, was This fine. is perfect, too. Because we haven't gotten the Gambit movie yet. So you so just Gam- keep chanting. So Channing Tatum could be the Gambit in this new casting. And it Boom. Perfectly. And then this is, this is actually my favorite casting. I wish Rose was here because I know she's a... Uh, Catherine Langford as Kitty Pride. Oh yeah, she's nineteen. She's from Thirteen Reasons Why. She looks like Kitty Pride to me. Like when I saw her, that's what I thought. Mm. I really like Ellen Page in that role, but you know. But she was already in that one superhero movie with. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rain Wilson. No, I, I super. Yeah. That uh, was such a weird, great. Movie. Here's my most controversial pick, probably. Ooh. And I picked it purely on acting ability. <laughs> Gravitas and menacing because I like the big, bulky, built Magneto yeah. with a helmet and can crush you physically, Magneto. Yeah, with 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 the deal, and he's got to be older because I don't care if he was in World War Two or not because his power lets him you know age slowly, whatever. They got to recover right. shit. Yeah, it works. Jason Isaacs as Magneto. As Magneto. I think that's a great choice. I think he'd be really good. I think those eyes, those piercing blue eyes are perfect for it. I think mm-hmm. you give him gray hair and just make him. He He's just, he's always an imposing dude. And you don't, you might not know who this is, but I guarantee you've seen him in at least three films. He was Malfoy's dad in Harry Yeah, Potter. no, no. He, My thing is. He was in The Patriot. He was the bad guy in The Patriot. He was in this uh, crazy. He's uh, the captain in Star Trek. There was, yeah, there was a TV show he was on. That I love that got canceled one season in, where he got in a car wreck and his wife and kid died. And when he goes to sleep, as soon as he goes to sleep, he wakes up in an alternate That's universe so where they're alive. And I thought that was such a cool show because things started to reflect each other, mm-hmm. and then the show ended because nobody watched it. And he, he is like uh, speaking of shows you should watch before they end. I just want to plug this real quick. John Claude Van Johnson. Everybody needs to watch John Claude Van Johnson. It's a fantastic show. So that's it. Uh, But But real quick about Jason Isaacs as well. I think I've always thought he would be a good Doctor Doom. Oh, I I thought about it, but because the age of the other cast, I I had to do some stuff. Yeah, I have a Doctor Doom. Anyway, oh, you you have a Doctor Doom? uh, Yeah, Jason Isaacs here. 
Uh-huh. As Magneto, I think he can be physically menacing. Yeah. I think it, his acting ability is, he's a very solid character actor. Yeah. And this is a character for him. Yeah. He can eat this up. He can chew it up. Because yeah. the thing is, I, I just love the idea that he's older, but not too old. The guy's 54 years old, but we still can get plenty of years out of him yeah. in this role. Because even if he ages, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. That's uh, good. I, I really I really like it. I know it's probably the most controversial uh, pick here. What the hell is that? Patrick Schwarzenegger as Angel. Is it Arnold's son? Yes. I didn't know he had a son that acted. Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. Wow. Uh, he hasn't been in anything big, but he's done a lot of roles so far. He could he's definitely be Angel. He could be Angel. That's it. I mean, Angel's one of those roles that no one's really... I mean, there are a few hardcore fans, but no one's been sold to any of this casting. Yeah. Uh, so I think that Patrick Schwarzenegger, he's a young kid, 24. That's he's a got good the, one. Of course, he's got the body for it. He, of course, he can work out to fit that skin tight suit anytime he wants. He's got the genetics for it. His dad will be right there. Plus, you get that. You get Arnold being around the X-Men, <laughs> which means you know he can make a cameo. True. Uh, I mean, because here, here's what I'd like to fo- focus on. There's something people always pick on his Mr. Freeze. His Mr. Freeze is bad, but it's totally in line with that film one. It's, yeah, totally. Two. Two. I would like to point this out. I point this out every time we have this conversation. Bane was in that goddamn movie, and they didn't use Arnold Schwarzenegger as Bane. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing. They made Arnold Schwarzenegger the nerdy professor guy <laughs> and gave him bad puns. Okay? Who, yeah. Who made Arnold Schwarzenegger the professor? That, that That's the bad casting right there. Um, So, then I did something else weird. Uh, I want to I be clear. Iceman, Bobby Drake. I brought him back because you kind of need the core X-Men. I didn't cast yeah. a beast because I couldn't find a guy I really thought. Because it's a lot of makeup and you really just did it. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I guess... Uh, Kelsey Graham. Ed, Ed, Ed uh, Westwick would be a good deal. But that's... that's uh, Liam Hemsworth. The other Hemsworth brother. Uh, he's been in the Hunger Games. He's done it. He's, he's got the look. He looks like Bobby Drake to me. I, I think that's it. He can act. Yeah. Iceman's not a big role to me that it's in there. Yeah, that's one that I'm like, yeah, sure. Okay. He, he, I mean, he's just kind of there. Now, Reed Richards, the Fantastic Four. Let's jump to that because I got villains too. So I just want to get through my – because I'm Perfect. pitching the whole thing from Fox. He'd be good. Jamie Dorn, uh, the Fifty What's Shades he? of Grey. Oh, okay. Fifty Shades of Grey. He's been other stuff. Uh, I think – I can't remember. But, <laughs> that's not important. But the, What's the, important this is, is the ultimate, this is the ultimate Reed Richards, the one that grows up, I think, to become the maker uh, in this photo that I have here. I think that – that there's enough of a look there. He, he's 35, so he's not too old. But I didn't want. I wanted everyone to have years because this MCU thing has taken a good 10 years to be massive. Yeah. So I want 10 years of X Men at least. And the other X Men's yeah. been going for almost 20. Yeah. So let's let's keep that train rolling. Is what I'm saying. So I picked the dude from Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, he can grow a good beard. We see, which is important to me in Reed Richards. I like a bearded Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. And you put some streaks in that hair. When Reed Richards has a beard. And he stretches hair. I guess so. Great. Uh, Sue Storm. I picked Amanda uh, Safe Reed. Yeah, all right. I mean, she's she's kind of a safe choice. I mean, that's the thing. She's a blonde, pretty actress that can act. That's the thing. Like, I think I've only seen her in Mean Girls, so I'm like, can she act? I have no idea. She's been in the movie. She's 31, so again, she's a little bit younger, but I think 35, 31's not. Again, it's a safe choice. It's not somebody... I think the Fantastic Four yeah. is a, a little bit... She turns yeah. invisible. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she gets force fields and stuff and yeah. projects. But I, the whole thing with the Fantastic Four is it's my risk. So you play it safe with her, get an actress that can act that right. people know, 
Mean Girls. Sure, the people like Mean Girls. I love fucking Mean Girls. Well, yeah, I do too. Jamie like, Dorian, you get the ladies yeah. like him. He gets in there. He can act. You're safe. You're safe everywhere. Right. Uh, the thing. I'm laughing he, at this. This is what I was laughing at a second. The ago. thing. Ben Grimm. I I had to really struggle with this one. There were so many actors I wanted to put in there. Danny. Danny Trejo. DeVito. <laughs> no, I picked. Uh, I picked John Cena. Great. He's been it. acting more. He's still not a great actor, but The Rock wasn't either when he came out. And the wrestlers are entertainers. They know how to sell something. Yeah. Very so true. I, I think in being in that makeup in his size is going to help him so much anyway. Oh yeah. He's already, he's already up there. But I think size, because I, I want to be as practical as possible. Like the Hulk's already a certain size. I don't think the thing can be bigger than the Hulk. Oh right. And yeah. I did not like the Hulk from the Fortastic. Oh yeah. Um, okay. Before you scroll down. Yeah. So I assume Johnny Storm is next. Yes. I'm going to predict that you picked Jaden Smith. No. <laughs> no, I didn't go versions on this. Uh, but I really like John Cena because I think you put if you put a suit on in Michael Chick style. Michael Chick, that's, that's the problem. This is what I hate. It's like the Fantastic Four that they did with Jessica Alba and mm-hmm. Chris. Yeah. And I thought... Casting-wise. Casting-wise. It was all right. It was, like, I think the only questionable one was Jessica Alba. I, I see. I think she was, she's a safe bet, though. I mean, she's yeah, a draw. She, yeah, that's the problem is, like, she's a, she's just, she's made But, I mean, draw. I made mine to be a draw. I mean, I got, yeah, I got yeah. Jamie for the girls. I got Amanda for the guys. And I got John Cena for the wrestling fans <laughs> and the young kids. Everyone and? I, this is, this is the only weird one that's out there. It's Jamie Bell, who was Johnny Storm in the, or was Ben Grimm in the last one. But he spent most oh, okay. of his time in makeup. Right. And we've done it with Chris Evans. Chris yeah. Evans is already... Uh, I think since he was in makeup so much of the time, him is Johnny Storm. He's in flame mode most of the time. You sell it. I mean, mm. the, the the truth thing is, with Ice and with, with Johnny, it depends on how much you need of them out of the CGI character. Right. Because yeah. the thing is never getting out of his deal. In right. fact, John Cena is probably going to be in costume the entire length of the movie as far right. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because the thing we need to start realizing with these universes, and the thing I wanted with this universe where I said, I really like the idea that they've been heroes for a while already. Is yeah, that that's, that's one of the things that was really keep, great about Spider-Man is it didn't go through the Uncle Ben yeah, origin crap. Even though we're rebooting these things, the origin is still basically the same. Space accident, superpowers, cosmic deal, gotcha. Yeah. We don't need to redo that a, a third time. And we now. don't need to spend the first hour of the movie without them having superpowers. Right, so I think I mean it's weird because he it was. It should just start Grim. off with them being. It's weird because he was being grim. I get yeah. it, but I think for Johnny Storm, makes I, sense. I like him. I mean, it's it's a weird casting, and if you told me I was wrong, I'd believe you. Now let's go to villains because I'm going to have some shitty picks here. All right, that people are going to tear. Uh, Doctor Doom. I'm fine. Robert with Pattinson. Here's the thing, Robert Pattinson sold from the Cedric Diggory role, not from Twilight. Right. The thing about Robert Pattinson is, solid actor. Yeah, that's exactly And the problem is, people look at him and go, oh, it's the dude from Twilight. It's like, yeah, but he's a good actor. So, I mean, like, it's one of those things, like, people have, like, a prejudice just because he was in, like, a girly movie. That's exactly why I picked him. You put him behind the mask, you let him get that acting out. Because I think he can't act through the mask. And then the best part is, if he takes the mask off, you've already sold the role or you haven't sold the role. No one cares at that point. Uh, right. So I, I pick it. Uh, Mystique, I went with a little bit more star power. I got Allison Brie. Hmm. Allison Brie to me, very attractive woman. Yeah. 
And the, I the, could see it. What sold me was Glow. Because oh, yeah, she's Glow, great in Glow. What, well, but she transforms into her character. Right. And she had roles through her different characters. And it's so out of character for her. And then seeing her do community. Mm-hmm. She really can't kind of assume these roles. So I think her being Mystique, she can get in that mindset. Not only as an actor, but a really good actor that switches characters. Right. And she can do it. She's 35, so she's a little bit older than the rest of the cast, which is fine. Under the makeup, who really cares? But she's one of those actresses where I go with the mystique that I pictured here, which is just the blue body paint mystique. No reptile scales, no weird fins. Just blue with red hair mystique. And I think she can pull that up. I think she's beautiful. I think she can be mystique. I think she has the acting ability and characterizations to be mystique. Juggernaut. This is my favorite casting in this whole goddamn thing. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I know who that is. Yeah. 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 Half Thor Bjornsson. Uh, the, mountain the Mountain on Game of Thrones. Thrones that's right. He is I don't even name. watch Game of Thrones. I know who the Mountain is. And, well, here's the thing. He's young. Because people make fun of his name. And he's, he's young, but he looks older. He's grizzly. He's good. He's not as strong. Young? Oh, God. He's 29. He, but he's literally, he competes in the world's strongest man. That's how I know him. He does the strongest oh, really? Viking. Yeah. He, is, he could definitely. He is literally super, superhuman strong by Marvel's own standards of weightlifting. <laughs> yeah. When they classify on the power grid. He reaches into superhuman as is. This guy's big. Um, I don't think it's too much work to put a suit on him. Oh, no. And just bands and yeah. sell this guy yeah. he, as huge as he is. He's yeah. one of the biggest athletes in the world. He's incredibly strong. You want to stay practical as much as possible. This guy gets a domed helmet. Uh, you lean him out a little bit. and well, What's great, too, about Juggernaut, like you don't really need... like. Amazing acting chops exactly. for that role. That's so, like, it. if he's, if like, if he was in Game of Thrones mainly just because he was big, yeah, not because like, oh, we need a good and actor. And people were crazy about, yeah, him. and like, so for Juggernaut, it. it's the same kind of thing. Where, like, we just need like a huge. Dude. I mean, yeah, Viddy Jones was in it because he was big, but he yeah. wasn't strong. Big, yeah. Thor is huge. I mean, he's a massive yeah. mountain of a man. You know yeah, that. Yeah, Look yeah. at him in the picture. You see him. Yeah, lean that no, dude out. Great. Lean that dude out a little bit. Give him, give him, give him a few days, you know, to, to get some water weight off. Yeah, and, I mean, he's already ripped enough right there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, get him really toned for those days of shooting that you need him. Yeah, let him smash him stuff, and he can literally pick people up and throw things around. I just imagine them like showing him that picture, like when did you look like this, and he'd be like, "Give me two weeks." <laughs> like, I mean, could you imagine? Like, and then you get the awesome pictures of, like him and Arnold on set hanging out. <laughs> Right, because all all your other castings also happened. But he he's, he's huge, yeah. And then uh, I picked the other the other oh, lady yeah. from Glow, uh, <laughs> Betty Gilpin, yeah, uh, as Emma Frost, yeah. Because she'd be good. I I think you just need a hot blonde that can act. It's not January Jones. Uh, it's not January Jones because she's horrible. What's funny is I really like January Jones in X Men. No. Oh. In uh, Mad Men, Mad Men, yeah, not X Men. No, Mad- she's fine. She's but... great in Mad Men, but in X Men, she always seemed off and I think out of place. I think there's more attractive choices here. But the problem I had with measuring this casting is you really want to play to the strengths of the actors. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm not trying to throw into something that's going to have a strong one. Just throw away villain shows up Hellfire Club or whatever. It's fine. Um, I picked a guy who I don't think is a strong actor, also, but I think is a quality <laughs> actor, and I think has pool. He'd be really good. It would, Sam, Sam Worthington as Sabretooth. You know what's crazy about Sam Worthington? He was like homeless 
You've heard the story about how he got no. cast for Avatar, right? No. He was homeless, and like James Cameron was just driving down L.A. and like sees him and is like, "That's he'd be a good lead." I don't know if that's the actual story. It's something similar to that. I think he was trying to act, and he'd gotten like really shit roles. And the first big role he got was Avatar, and like he was he was really bad off at the time. But I remember everybody that was talking about him around Avatar coming out. Everyone was like, Sam Worthington is going to be like the dude. Like, he's going to be one of the biggest actors. And then, like, he was in Avatar and Terminator. Terminator. And then... Now he's got five more... And now he's got five more Avatar He's got his own franchise. I mean, he made it. He fucking made it. But he's in those by default, not because he's a good actor. Well, I think he did fine in those movies. I, I, think, I don't know. I, I don't think those movies are good. So, I mean, that's the thing. I that's the he, thing. We don't know if he's a good actor. I think he he's, got kind of eh. I thought he was great in Terminator, honestly. Because he was in uh, Terminator... Salvation. Uh, right. What was the last one? Genesis. That's right. He was in the I one know my Terminator. He was in the one with Christian Bale. Yeah. That's where right. he played the guy that didn't know he was... Uh, yeah. And I thought he did amazing. So, uh, that's why he I did pretty good. Because I thought he's... He, well, he act, here's the thing. He acts well enough to be fucking Sabred. Oh, yeah, yeah, He could, He could definitely be Sabred. Now, he's a little bit small. I get it. But the problem with that is, I think you're asking a lot of people to find an actor that's <laughs> jacked in every role. Plus, you also don't just want a movie where, like, half the cast is jacked. Well, I mean... Because then it's kind of like, okay, we I think he has a decent enough physique, and he's a big yeah. enough guy, and he's he got the look He could probably work out a little more and yeah. be fine. No, no, I think he's too. fine. I mean, Christian Bell could work out... I mean, you got Thor being... The juggernaut basically on his own. That's no big deal. You got John yeah. Cena cast as the rock. You don't really have a lot of uh I mean with the thing and the the Hulk being CGI, I mean it's gonna yeah. be kinda weird there, but Right. I, I thought he's fine. This was actually one of my favorite castings because I've always thought this dude was perfect. Jonathan Reese Myers. I have no idea what the dude's from. Uh Tudors, Vikings, Dracula. Nope. I haven't seen it. As Mr. Sinister. <laughs> he look, I mean, he definitely looks the part. Because, I mean, that picture right there, even he always looks like that. So, uh, <laughs> and he always looked like that. So he looks like Mr. Sinister. You give him like a, a white deal and a triangle or a diamond on his forehead, yeah. he's Mr. Sinister. I, I think he's perfect for Mr. Sinister. I just can't get over it. He's a very great actor. Um, I, 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 th- I think he can do it. I just would love, and I'd love to see Mr. Sinister have a r- role. It'd be great. This is my this is my <laughs> wild casting. This is the wild casting that I picked because God damn it, it's gonna happen. Modok, <sighs> Modok shows up because you got Spider Man, <laughs> you got you got the, the Avengers, you got everyone, you got the X Men, you've got Daredevil, you've got the Punisher, you've got everyone. Modok, played by Rain Wilson. He's a giant headed. Metal encased man oh that is made for killing Ring Wilson. I think he's perfect for it because here's the thing. Look, look, look at Modok. I don't know if you know who Modok is, but look oh, at no, Modok. I, I know him from Marvel vs. Capcom. Okay, so you know, like the idea, the premise of the thing is insanity. It's yes. a comedic premise. Like there's, there's no way to make that menacing. <laughs> Who's not laughing the first time they see that guy? No matter how well it's done. Right. So I think you put Rain Wilson there. Why? Because we've seen that he can actually act. He can. Super is a great point of that. But the other <laughs> the other thing that gets me 
is that he just so perfectly, so perfectly has the face for it. And he has the ability to use that face. You see that in the really office. Does. And I think that's it. And, and him being evil and having the deal where he's like knows that he's a comedic, but serious. I think he's has the ability to... to are you okay? Are I'm you sorry. I, I'm tweeting out this picture of your casting. Are you going to tweet and, it on the... No, on mine. You can retweet it from the nerd one. Oh. But, like, until I took the picture, I could only see the pictures. And then it says, known for beats. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, I think we all know who he is. I'm just saying. I, I, am, I have a soft spot for him. I think he would be fantastic. He's a great actor. And I what's funny is, I've been rewatching some of The Office recently. Sure. Okay. There's one does. He also does weird voices. And I feel oh, like. Yeah. And here's the thing about Modoc. Modoc? It is Modoc, right? Yeah. But the, the thing about Modoc is, I can imagine Rain Wilson doing like a. Like voice as Modoc. Like, God, that would. That would just be fantastic if he was Modoc. Ah, oh, that'd be so fun. And I don't really have a way to merge these universes together. What's can... amazing, and what I hope happens, if they do recast everybody, which I assume they're going to. I just, personally, I don't think they should. But um, If any of what you've picked, even one character that you've picked is right, <laughs> that'll just be fantastic. I feel like if you if you cast enough of them yourself, you have to at least get one right, right? Like, at least one of these has to happen. I mean, I I guess that's the spaghetti method here I'm going with. You throw it on the wall and see. uh, I I mean, I don't know. I wish I knew what the other people cast. I hope Rose will come. We didn't have Rose come back. We'll do part two. Uh, Because this has been fun. I've actually had a lot of fun. I'd like to hear what other people, especially in the Nerd Podcast Mafia, thinks of this. There's some that I want. I just want to run. Is Modoc the last one? Modoc's the last one. So I'm I'm done. We've almost hit an hour here, but I just want to. I want to go through bit by bit. And can we kind of score this? Because I need need other eyes. I'm sorry to do this to you. Should have done it while we were doing it. I apologize. Uh, Scott Eastwood is Wolverine. I think there's no argument for me to be heard on this that this guy should not be Wolverine. Okay. The only argument is that people are gonna want Hugh Jackman to do it until he dies. Right. No, they but do. No, like if you have to recast him, I think Scotty's towards a ten. Uh Jude Law obviously has a problem of being Captain Morgan. He has yeah, he has a problem. But I think he could <sighs> In a perfect world, yeah. I think but we're not lo- I think for looks he looks great for it. I don't know about him acting as him, so I'm going to give him a 7. Okay. What, what what about my man Rob Stark here as the Cyclops? Here's the problem. I don't watch Game of Thrones. So, like, if that's the only... And I've never seen him in anything, so I don't know what his acting chops are like. So, I'm mainly going to have to give it by looks, but I'd probably give him a 9. He all looks right. a little boyish. Yeah, I mean, they're all a little bit younger than I think people were used know, to in the comic. But he's 31, like, and he just, I don't know. That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll hear that. Anyway. Uh, Jean Grey. Anna's oh, here. I think she's a 10. I think she's perfect She's a that. 10 anyway. But she's, she's a 10, 10 anyway. She's a 10 and she's a 10 as the cast. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on myself here and say this is a 7 on Janelle Monae as Storm. Just because you're, just locked in, you're locked into that one. Yeah. Honestly, I'd love Rihanna to do it, but I don't think she has the... Uh, I don't think she has the yeah. acting ability. I'm really looking forward to Ocean's 8. Yeah. And she's in it, and I wonder, one, how much she's in it, and two, because has she done acting? She was in, in the Battleship. 
So no. <laughs> she hasn't done acting before. Um, that's unfortunate. So no, she's done other stuff. I just don't know what. Uh, my my deal is that I I went back and forth, but my problem with saying Janelle can't be it is she was in Moonlight and Hidden Figures and had prominent roles. So I don't. She's been a serious actress, and she has the look. Yeah, because she's not too pretty. Which is a funny thing to say about somebody. No, but she's it's, pretty. She's pretty, but it's not distracting. It's not. She's not like you're picking her because she's just a hot chick. Right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. With that. Uh, now, <laughs> speaking of not picking someone just because they're crazy hot, Alexander. <laughs> As I think Rogue. she's crazy hot. But, but the thing is, Rogue is crazy hot. It's true. That's her whole... Like, when I think of Rogue, or when I think of being a little kid and being confused about <laughs> what was happening when I was watching X-Men, because of Rogue. <laughs> so, I mean, like, I think she's a 10. Because, one, she's actually a good actress. She's a great actress. Two, she looks like she would... like she. They could very easily make her look just like that. You put, you put the red... You put the, the red. white streak... And Black headband and that suit. suit. Yeah, give her a she, half jacket. Yeah, that's it. She looks exactly like Rogue. So yeah. Uh, Tatum's getting not my call. God, I fucking love the idea. But of I. Is but I've so I've said this. I've said this before. I think he's perfect. So okay. no complaints. Ten. Uh, Catherine Langford is Kitty Pryde. I'd say is a ten. What's funny is I haven't seen Thirteen Reasons Why, but like she looks like. She looks like she Kitty looks, Pryde. Yeah, she looks. I great. honestly, I watch a little bit of Thirteen Reasons Why. It's not my thing, but. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine. As long as Lockheed's there, I don't really give a shit. Mm. Jason Isaacs as Magneto. On looks, I'd say like a five. Uh, but on fit for what I'm trying to, I think with the rest of it, what you see, I think he is a solid eight. Mm. Uh, the, the little Schwarzenegger as Angel, I think that's a nowhere casting with a nowhere kid. So it's kind of, a, it's all a middling role with a middling actor. I think it all falls yeah, together. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's a character I don't care about, and an actor I don't know anything about, so five. Yeah, you're just <laughs> like, it's, like, it's a make right or break deal. Um, Liam Hensworth is Iceman Bobby Drake. I think because he can act, because he has the chemistry with his brother being there, mm. because he's probably been around the other actors, because he can act. He's an eight. Yeah, an eight, yeah. Uh, Reed Richards, Jamie Dorn. For me, I'm putting it pretty high. I'm going to say an eight. I need to see... Fifty Shades of Grey. No, that's that's okay. Um, I need to see a picture of Jamie Dorian. Okay. Without facial hair. Oh, don't. He needs the beard. No, no. I'm saying. Um, I can do that. Actually, these are hyperlinked. Oh, he looks awful without facial hair. Yeah. He looks like a like a twelve year. He looks like Orlando Bloom got hit in the face. Yep. And like he decided not to get reconstructive yep. surgery to yep. fix it. Yep. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, let's go with bearded readers for sure. Well, I, I think so. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is just a safe bet. Again. I just wish I'd seen her in something other than Mean Girls. Cause I like her in that, but like to me, that doesn't translate to Sue Storm at all. So I don't know. I'm, but I think she she looks the part. She looks the part. She can act. It's a safe bet. I mean, it's safe. This is but also, safe. you got to think like. Her and Reed Richards are going to get together. For some reason, in my mind, them think, two together don't look right. I think it works. I mean, like, I've, I'll never, give th- her I've never thought that Reed, I've never thought Reed Richards and Sue Storm looked right in the comics. Um, it was a total mismatch. Now, John I'm Cena has the thing. Okay, John Cena has the thing. 
That's that's a ten. That's twelve. <laughs> here's like, what I want. Yeah, here's what I want to happen. I want the three other Fantastics to be fighting, and I want him to jump <laughs> off a building, and right when he lands, dun dun dun, dun you know, immediately. There's going to be a you can't then, see me joke. And in then there. he turns invisible, and everyone's like, "What is happening?" No, she hits him when she learns her power. She's practicing, oh, and yeah. she's throwing, and, and Reed's like, "Dougie's like, okay, yeah. maybe this isn't going to work so well." And then Ben's like, "You can try it with me. You're not going to hurt me, Susie Q." <laughs> and then he's like, and he's like, and then he gets hit, and she throws it around him, and he's like, "Can you see me?" <laughs> like that. There's a joke in there, I think. And it, it, it's yeah, sure, it's a one-time off joke that's bad, but I think there's plenty of those in the goddamn Marvel yeah. universe. Yeah, so it fits yeah. it. Uh, Jamie Bell is Johnny Storm. It's weird because he was a thing. It's weird because he's not really like a pretty boy. But I think acting wise, if you've ever seen him like turn, yeah, or the last Fantastic Four, he's a pretty solid actor. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that that helps me carry it. I think he can become the character with no. Uh, uh, Robert Pattinson's Doom. Victor Von Doom. I think that's a seven. Yeah, I mean, there's there's questions I think, but. And you you'd slap a lot of people in that role. I feel like yeah. um, again. Um, can we pause and I'll edit this out? Sure. Can I use your restroom? Yeah. Where is it? Sorry. <laughs> Where is it downstairs? Is it by the door? Yeah, it's the room right there. Maybe I go to Taco Bell on the way home, and I'm like, maybe I'm good. Man. <laughs> <clears throat> maybe I'm okay. Whew. <laughs> uh Doctor, Welcome back, Doctor Doom. <laughs> no, we're on, we're we're on. Uh, you're you're tearing apart uh, Amanda Seyfried, the mean girl from Mamma Mia. Oh, we got to Doctor Doom. We got to Doctor Doom. The last uh, thing I was like, John Cena, Jamie Bell. You're right, Doctor Doom. I was like, Doctor Doom's a seven. Can I please go to your restroom? <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. We we're on Mystique. I knew it was one of the females, Allison Brie. <clears throat> Here's the thing. I'm biased. <laughs> because I'm in love with Allison Brie. As you should be, that's my <clears throat> point. They've only look, Jennifer Lawrence, I know that Jennifer Lawrence was like an it girl. I know she is an it girl. I know Rebecca Murray was. That's kind of the point of the role. I get it. Yeah. But the point is Allison Brie's hotter than both of them. It's true. So <clears throat> here's the thing. Ever since Allison Brie was on community, I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> It was Glow. I didn't think she was... Show. She, well, actually, you know what? She did Lip Sync Battle, and I was like... Oh, that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah. But, like, then I've also seen her in interviews, and I'm just like, oh, this, this woman's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then she married, like, the lesser Franco, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what's funny is? I had Dave Franco cast in here. <laughs> oh, don't do and, that! And, and I was, like, known for his Franco-ness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's accurate. But it's like... Dave Franco is just James Franco with like a whinier voice and a smaller head. Yeah, no, no, no. He's, he's definitely like a failed clone. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Oh, that's a 10. The Mountain <laughs> as Juggernaut, 10. Perfect. Love it. Make that's it one that I, I have to think that Disney is actually considering that. that I mean, it makes so much sense. I hope, Disney, I hope you're listening. Because <laughs> we've got it figured out. You don't need to hire a casting director. Just give you Desmond. You can work off of this. Give Desmond $200,000. No, I think that like in a casting room, you get. I'll send you this PDF, and you can work off. Like this is this is the foundation. This is a great foundation. Like there's some in here that I think you have to consider where you go. You know, I, I can't help but think 
that you look at Sam Eastwood and go, that guy's probably going to be Wolverine or in the talks to be Wolverine. Mm, yeah. And that, you know, John Cena's probably in the talks to be somebody. Why not make him the thing? Uh, yeah. Now, uh, here's one. Betty Gilpin is Emma Frost. Emma Frost is a character that we don't really need. Betty Gilpin's an actress that we don't really need. <laughs> but both are pretty good. Yeah. The fact is you're you're better for having them. Right. Which so makes I think they fit seven. together. Yeah. I think seven it's a set. Seven, seven. I mean, eight. With, here's the thing. Is she hot enough to be Emma Frost? Emma know. Frost is incredibly hot. She is. And it's real, but you can't really, I mean, I feel like you get too caught up in just trying to make hot chicks hot. Yeah. If you watch Glow, she sells being the hot, famous chick that everyone wants. Right. Perfectly fine enough to do that. Uh, Sam, Sam Worthington is uh, a Sabertooth. I'll give that one an eight. You really like it that much? I'm iffy about it. I, I really wish there was a better because actress. Because to me it's Lee the Schreiber look. Is, is... Oh yeah, I know. Lee Schreiber is like perfect. And I wish Pablo was more built, but he's not. <sighs> Because oh, yeah. I just cast the lesser <laughs> Schreiber's. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Reese Myers. Mr. See, I only Sinister. have his looks to go on, but he looks perfect for ten. Um, for me, I'm sorry. I watched yeah, the two years. Rain Wilson is Modoc. That's a twelve. That's another twelve. Like John Cena is. Like make it happen, please. I'm, I'm gonna Photoshop this when I get home. I was gonna make a thumbnail that was like you know nerdtastic X. I don't know something. Now I just want to make a picture of Rain Wilson as Modoc. It's very easy to because that's a hard line. It's just going to come out of there and it's yeah. already fit. So you just squish the face around. Yeah. Add some wrinkles. All simple stuff to do. Layer that in. But, yeah. He's there. I, I think it's perfect. Oh, yeah. That's great. It's one of those characters, too, that I think there's enough insanity going on in the MCU that you, you pull up. That's the funny thing is, like, you slowly introduce, like, okay, it's like, okay, there's magic. gods, and now there's magic, and there's other planets, and with Infinity War, there's going to be talking raccoons and trees. I hope Rocket Raccoon has a scene with a real raccoon where he's just confused as shit. And then, um, what was the Dormammu? Mm -hmm. Like, he was basically a giant head. <laughs> I mean, the way that we saw him. At right. Least. And like, so I feel like Modoc. Like, if if this thing just like flew in, everyone would be like, "Okay." <laughs> no one would go. This doesn't make any sense in this world. It'd be like, "Yeah, everything's pretty fucking weird." That's that's fine. Well, here's the thing: you don't make him human. You change the origin a little bit. Well, yeah. You make it work. I mean, because like everyone's like, "Well, you can't." The vulture even was you know a guy in a suit was Michael Keaton in a suit. It's like it was, but then you have things like Thanos running the accuser mm. and you know, and Loki, like they're not exactly based in reality. So I don't think we're tied to that, uh, but it's hard. You know, the hardest part in casting, I think for me in picking a new cast. Now you avoid this, which is really nice, but there's a huge problem with the amount of talented actors because of the scope of Marvel, because of mm -hmm. so many TV shows so many movies. You were they, saying there were people that you thought were good, and then you found out that they were on Agents of Shield. I mean, Jude Law right. is my concession, and yeah. uh, Jamie Bell. Both of those are obvious problems because they've been in these properties are going to be. But there's people that have been in the properties too. Some of the background, and there was a lot of people I liked um, because honestly, I wish he hadn't had a role, and maybe you could get by with it because Rain Wilson is Modoc works for me. It's funny, but it's funny because it works and it's funny. But Patton Oswalt would have been my choice. The problem was he was such a big part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like he had a whole episode, at least, that I watched where he was 
in it, so I couldn't shoehorn him in. How do you how do you get around that? You know, right? Because yeah. people know Patton Oswalt; they know his voice. There's no yeah. getting yeah. around it. But there's so many people that are talented that I'd rather do it that have already been wasted in lesser roles. So, what do you what do you do? Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this and you disagree, which I'm sure tons of you will. Joey already told me that Anna Kendrick was supposed to be uh, Sue Storm, but my reply no, is, I don't like Anna Kendrick. I don't like Anna Kendrick either, but she could be Squirrel Girl, sure. I don't care. She's got the teeth for it. So, uh, I, like, I'm somebody to pick on people's looks. Right? Uh, my point being that I think that a lot of these were were people that I picked based on my vision of the of what I want the X Men to be, which is really kind of a cross between uh, Ultimate and '92. Mm. Like maybe a darker version of 92. Yeah. I really like the cartoons, of course, because I'm 30 something now. So, you know, you have to. I grew up with them. They're perfect. I didn't cast a Jubilee. I didn't cast a Psylocke or a Bishop or any. There's tons of it. Silver Surfer, Galactus. There's others out there that I would love to hear who people will do. Rose wasn't here. I'm sure she would have cast some of those. I'm sure she cast a Pixie. I'm sure she mm-hmm. cast a Lockheed even. Not being CGI a voice at least. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll do like for the discussion. Oh, I hope I hope time. when the guys come back, when Kern and her are able to return to us, that they will do their own, and we can we can sit down and talk about theirs. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, I'd also like to give two special shout outs because we're at it. Um, Dork of all trades, John and Tim. They've been founding members of the podcast mafia. They've written to us about our shows, about whitewashing, about our use of spelling for Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, uh, we've had good times. Uh, we've been over there. They've not been over here because no one's over here. But it's true. They are ending their show. Their show has come to an end. Hmm. And I just like to give them a special shout out because they supported us when we started yeah. and throughout. And you know, they've shown a lot of love. They have a great show. I'm sad it's going to be gone. But I understand. So, congratulations to you guys on making, what is it, 156 shows, I think? Oh, wow. And uh, I hope that whatever you do in the future is great. Congratulations on the baby. Congratulations on life. Uh, Just keep going, guys. Doing what you're doing. They're still friends and everything, so that's always good. Um, Also, shout out to Joey DiCarlo, just because you know why, man. Uh... We're with you. So, is there anything you would like to say besides watch John Claude Van uh, Johnson? I'd like to give a shout out to 2017. You can fuck off. What a, uh, what, what a shit year for so many people. And like uh, somebody said, 2016 was the pregame. <laughs> 2017's the game, and now 2018 is the overtime. Party? Oh, it's no, 2018's overtime. So, so, so by 2020. <laughs> 2018 is going to make 2017 2016 is what somebody said too. I was like, oh man, it's so going to when, be real when's bad. When's the good year? When's the quality year that I should? Um, 2020 is that when I should be? I I believe the quality year is uh 2009. <laughs> it already happened. We missed the we missed oh, the best shit. year. When was the Doritos Locos Tacos introduced? Because that was a pretty good year. That was. Um, uh, that's a great <laughs> question, actually. But. Really, uh, we hope to go strong in 2018 doing things. <laughs> we have no idea what yeah. things will do. Next year is going to be a great year for the Fantastic Four. Going to put out a lot of great podcasts. We'll put out some podcasts. 
Uh, We're gonna put a book. Yeah, we'll be hitting the two fact years. that we've been doing this for two years and this is episode sixty. I feel like we haven't done this every week. <laughs> I might well, be wrong. Maybe we have, and I'm well, just bad at counting. You know, but I feel like <laughs> dancing. Uh, no, it's. I mean, yeah, I feel like dancing. We've been intermittent. You guys taking the ride with us at least this far. Shit. Uh, anyway, I've been Desmond. You and I have been Chris. And that's it. And Cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> began being sold in stores March seventh, two thousand thirteen. That's wonderful. So two thousand thirteen was a good year, apparently. Uh, did you know that Hidden Valley Ranch? Oh, the original Doritos Locos was March 2012. Well, that was the year. Uh, did you know that Hidden Valley Ranch were a real ranch, and the ranch's name is the Hidden Valley Ranch? The dressing is named after the entire ranch. Did you know that Thousand Islands comes from a thousand comes islands? from a thousand different islands. Did not. But the thing about the ranch is true. It's in California. Oh, okay. It's really called Hidden Valley Ranch. I want to go to the Hidden Valley Ranch. Dre- they made the dressing there, and ranch dressing is I a generic term. Very, I bet it's, it's not very hidden well valley. hidden. It's not. I bet I can find it. Anyway, uh, we've been your host. You've been awesome. We'll catch you next time. Ding, ding. Bye.